Welcome to the Positive Vibe Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Bonick, and we got a special guest for you, PV Nation. He's been a positive light in my life and has supported PV since first hearing about the movement back in 2020. He brings great energy to life every day and is best known as the cool uncle on the TLC TV show, Outdaughtered. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to episode number one with Dale Mills. Dale, say what up to PV Nation. What up, PV? How you doing, man? Hey, it's great to have you on, bro. I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, I'm glad to uh, I'm glad to jump on here with you, man. It's been a little time coming. Glad we were back connected, and glad uh, you jumped back on the horse, man. I appreciate it, man. It's uh, it's been you know really encouraging to have all the support after being gone for so long. You know what I mean? And uh, it really means a lot. And you've really taken me under your wing with this whole podcast thing. You know, I'm I'm learning a lot from you, and I appreciate you uh, taking the time to do this. Yeah, hey man, I, I'm here to help, bro. Like I said, I. I, I that's one thing about me. Uh, I like to help. I like networking. I like connections. I like helping people when I can and connecting people that can help if I can't. That's just, that's really what's got me to what I am today. And so if I went away from that or didn't do that, I think, uh, you know, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be what I am now, you know? Right. That's awesome, man. That's, says a lot about you, man. And I, I think anyone listening right now that, um, you know, is learning about Dale for the first time, you know, he's such a positive person, you know, you really do um, embody the, the positive vibe movement. You know what I mean? You live that. And, uh, you know, I think it's cool that you encourage others to be themselves and, um, you know, they're going to learn a lot about you in this episode. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's what drew me to your positive vibes, uh, movement in the first place is like, man, I'm a positive guy. I feel like the world needs it. And so I feel like when I wear, when I wore your stuff, uh, people that know me know that I really do embody that. So wearing that and people seeing it and then, you know, being a guy that smiles and talking to people here and there, I mean, and you see that shirt on you, it's got to make you feel good about, you know, they're like, oh man, that's, that's pretty dope. This guy's, it it makes a lot of sense. It makes the brand that much cooler. I appreciate that, man. And one of the coolest things, you know, we'll tell them a little bit how our relationship, you know, got started Um, and all back in 2020, I think it was, you you bought a hat for the first time um, and that kind of started everything. But I just want to say, before we get into that, I just remember how many times you would tag PV and in the beginning I didn't know who you were and then I became familiar with you and uh, checked out your page and all that and you know it was never a brand deal or anything like that but you were always showing love and and, you know a lot of people you know a lot of people don't show love in that way or tag the brand you know and that always meant a lot to me. Yeah man like I said for me like I I mentioned this before to you and other people was like I'm a consumer bro at heart. I like I like stuff. If something's dope, I'm gonna get it. If there's somebody like I like, uh, you know, the Bryce Harpers, Justin Timberlakes, anybody that I like, I'm influenced by or see. Uh, I'm trying to find out what they're doing or what they're wearing. And so mm-hmm. for me, I'll tag companies that I'm not affiliated with at all, just for people to know where I got it from. You know, just because I know how it is for me. I like buying stuff that I like to see. So, uh, that's, that's really why I did it, man. And, and you know, it gives y'all some love obviously, obviously too, but it's really just to, man, it's, it's to put it out there for everybody to, to jump on. Hopefully. That's pretty cool, man. I, I think a lot of any, you know, any of the brands that you're showing love to, you know, it, on the other side of it, you know, it means a lot, you know what I mean? We're out here just trying to make it and, uh, you know, to, to show love like that with the, the support system that you have, you know, to, to bring that to your audience, you know, it always appreciated that, man. Yeah. Yeah, man. No, it's, uh, I, I, I dig your stuff. I always have, man. Like I said, you could you could have never reached out to me. I still have been wearing your stuff, tagging you, just because that's just <laughs> what I'm gonna do, you know. Regardless, but you know, since Hell then yeah. we've we've had a great friendship, and uh, you know, you're your brother now, bro. Hell yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about is the last two years that I was, you know, when I was gone. Um, you know, you checked in a bunch of times, and I I always thought that you know that said a lot about you. Um. There was a lot of time, you know, a lot of times people check in when you when you have shirts and you have stuff, but I had nothing to give you and you, you still cared enough to check in. And that always meant a lot to me and my brother. Yeah. Hey, man, dude, like I said, early on when me and you met, uh, even before you met, when I read on your on your page about what the positive vibe movement was for you, uh, man, it, it, it really stuck to me. And uh, nothing that I, that I struggle with per se myself, but you've had, I've had people that, that dealt with mental health and things like that. So that was kind of a cool thing. I would tell people about that when they would ask about your shirts. And so, uh, and then me and you talked and, you know, and I knew more about you. And so, uh, man, when I, when you would go MIA, you know, I really would, man. I, I, you know, we never met in person, but I really had a connection to you and I would, uh, 
I would reach out just to kind of see, Hey man, you're all right, bro. Like I really was concerned genuine as a friend, man. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I hit your brother up too. Like, Hey man, you guys, you guys all right. And I would tell my wife, man, I haven't talked to him for a while. I hope they're doing good. And, uh, yeah, like I said, man, I, I stay connected to a lot of people. I think that's probably the biggest thing about me is, uh, staying connected. I'm, I'm connected with all kinds of people, man. Like I said, I just, I, I, I do that, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, by doing that, it comes back around. You know, that's just just how I've always lived it. For sure, man. Well, hell yeah, I appreciate that always, man. So let's talk a little bit. Um, you know, you are the cool uncle, we'll say, on yep. the TLC TV show Outdaughtered. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how that show got started, how long you've been doing it, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, this is, this is actually, I mean, so the girls are eight, eight and a half now. Uh, so yeah, how it started real quick. My wife's sister who I've known before my wife, we met in high school, been like brother and sister, man. We were super close. She, uh, had a daughter already, but then she got, they got her and my brother-in-law, Adam, uh, decided to have another kid, went through the same process they went before. They have a blog called it's a buzzworld. You can go find out everything about it because there's a lot. <laughs> um, but they got pregnant with, uh, quintuplets. And it was all girls and they had a girl already. So out daughters is the name they came up with. But, uh, but yeah, man, they, they were blessed with six girls, five at once, which is, uh, you know, some may not, may not say it's a blessing, but it's a blessing. Like I said, it's <laughs> one of those things, but that's kind of how that started. And so we've been filming and, uh, we took a little hiatus, but we're back at it right now. We're filming uh season 10, I think it is right now. So, I mean, we're still, we're still doing it. And so, for me, how I am, being goofy, being the uncle that's got the dad jokes and the puns and <laughs> saying off the wall stuff and, uh, you know, drinking at family events, having fun, uh, <laughs> I kind of just embodied that. And I think a lot of people can relate. Everybody's got that uncle in the family. Everybody's got that crazy guy that just says right. whatever they want. And uh, it seems like nothing happens to them bad because they just, everybody just lets, oh, it's just Dale being Dale, you know? So <laughs> that's really kind of that, how that happened. And, uh, we've we've grown a fan base me and my wife and everything on on the show as as that just being ourselves man from from a small town in louisiana that have fun that's awesome man how was uh what was the biggest adjustment like being on camera for the first time you know just having cameras on you all the time yeah it was a little different just because we're uh you know it's different for anybody you know unless you're wanting to be an actor i mean but when you're just a dude that works in industrial sales and uh likes to have a good time it's, it gets a little more real whenever you got a camera on you. So, uh, you know, that, that changed a lot of things, but we, we soon like quickly into it, we got adjusted to it and we like all kind of just said, I don't know if we said it out loud to each other, but we all just kind of like, man, you gotta, you gotta ride the wave and take advantage of it. This is kind of a once in a lifetime opportunity, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for them and for us being a part of it, we are a close family. It's a wholesome family show. And, uh, I mean, I think we're, we're real genuine. It comes around, it comes off as that on TV. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's where a lot of people can watch it. They can watch it with their kids. No, it's not anything vulgar. Now I might say some stuff out there. It's crazy sometimes, but, uh, at the end <laughs> of the day, it's just lighthearted fun, you know? For sure. What do you, do you remember like the biggest transition? Like, I guess, like you just said, you know, you kind of the, make the most of the opportunity, but, uh, as far as just going from never being on camera or like, having cameras in your face all the time. Do you remember, like, were you overthinking how you looked? Were you overthinking how you talked? Like, or did it all come natural to you? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely think about how you look. And uh, I know early on, dude, I was like, I'd see myself, I'm like, God, I look freaking fat. Like, I, I'd, I'd, carry, <laughs> I'd carry weight in my face. But, you know, I was always in the gym. Uh, I wasn't a big cardio guy, but I was just, I've always <laughs> been a big guy. Then I'd see myself, I'm like, golly dude <laughs> uh but you know it, it didn't bother me i didn't get self-conscious about it it was one of those things like man screw it you know like i said it's mm-hmm. been a lot happened over the years a lot of changes in your life uh but you know for us it's i mean it's our last eight years of our life have been documented so not, not yeah. a lot of people can say that so you gotta take the good with the bad man there's some times where i've had to do stuff like back in the day we'd be at a beach or something have a shirt off and next to my brother-in-law adam he's freaking jacked up freaking <laughs> six-pack year round i'm like and i look like a freaking uh shrek with my shirt off next to him <laughs> but uh you know like it, it doesn't bother me like that's just, i guess i guess probably it's just my mind and how i act right i have fun with it man and self self-deprecation is a part of comedy and that's what i say you know like i said i i you just kind of roll with it. Uh, 
Because mm-hmm. easily I could have let that eat me up if that if that did. Yeah, me. for sure, for sure. I mean, I I overthink everything, and when it comes yeah. to like appearance <laughs> or seeing that, you know what I mean, seeing yeah. how you look on camera or stuff like that, I couldn't imagine. Yeah, um, that or you wearing something, you're like, oh man, why was I wearing that? But like, dude, <laughs> trends change, things change, right. and like what was cool, what was then was probably cool then because I know how I like to stay up with the trends. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then you see it back, you're like, oh man can't believe eight that. years but, later <laughs> yeah i mean you know what like it is what it is bro like it's a part of life so i just I roll with it bro i mean what are you gonna do for sure uh do you remember what it was like being recognized in public for the first time after the show launched man or do you have a moment or anything like that not, i don't think i don't remember exact moment you know it probably one i remember we were me and my wife and kids went after christmas to san antonio and uh, we're on the Riverwalk, which is a popular spot down there. They got restaurants and all kind of stuff, shopping. And somebody came up to us, recognized us from the show, which was all like, dude, I love it. Hey, I still love it to this day. Like, I want mm-hmm. people. Like, I'm like, I'm like the guy. Like, hey, you know who I am? Like, come talk to me, kind of guy. You know, that's just how. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I wear a shirt so I'm Uncle Dale, just so it's good for my ego. Uh, <laughs> but no, dude, it, you know, it was wild at first. Our kids are like, oh my god, you know, it's, it's it's just it's a different experience, but it's super cool because of uh the what the show has done and the positivity and the you know people like it. They they enjoy it. They ask about the girls. They ask about brother-in-law sister-in-law and us like i said we're 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 mainstays in the show as well so it's been cool man like i said it's it's a uh it's been a heck of an experience for us and uh like i said man we're just gonna continue riding the wave and trying to be a positive light in the in the world you know for sure and that anyone listening right now this is this is Uncle Dale, man. He's this positive, <laughs> uplifting person all the time, for real. This isn't, you know, this is real, and uh, it's cool, man. I, I hope, you know, I hope people go check it. I want to highlight your Instagram and, and just kind of talk about the growth uh, over the last few years, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, right now, currently on Instagram, you have 336,000 followers. Um, unreal. So that's, uh, anyone listening, it's at dpmills ten. Yep. And go check that page out, DP Mills 10. But yeah, Uncle Dale, tell me a little bit about, you know, how that went about, you know, just the slow, was it slow and steady? Was it overnight? You know, kind of take me through that process. Yeah, I would say it was, uh, it was kind of slow and steady at first. And then, you know, that thing, that's, it's been uh, eight and a half, nine years. So a lot has changed in social media over the years too, you know, mm-hmm. but uh yeah, just it's like kind of like gradual social media and like just keep going up and then going up. You know, you'd have spurts whenever the show was on air. Uh, then, like, say, you know, my brother in law, sister in law, they have, I think Danielle's got two million followers or something like that. Adam's got one point something. You know, they got wow. big followings because, man, they're just, they got a lot of fans out there that love them and the show and the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for us, you know, they, they tag us in pictures or, hey, it's whatever or, like I said, a couple of years ago, my, my birthday, you know, Adam posted a thing. Hey, happy birthday, Uncle Dale. If y'all know him like I do, he, nobody loves Uncle Dale more than Uncle Dale. So <laughs> if you want to, if you want to hook him up for his birthday, go follow him, dude. And like, it's a big, I mean, it's like thousands of people come follow you right away. And right. so, uh, which is cool. I'm like, hell yeah, bring them on, bro. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I want them all. And, uh, and so I, that, it's been a gradual change. And then I'm try, I remember getting to the first hundred thousand, like, oh man, that's a big dude. And then it yeah. got to 200,000 and 300,000. It's like, golly, it's just. You remember the just, moment you when you got that blue check mark? The blue check was like, man, that one took a while. I had people working on that. And, uh, yeah, but yeah, I got it like during, I think during 2020, I got mm-hmm. it finally. And dude, it was like such, I don't know. I mean, I know it's freaking superficial, but it was, it was cool, you know, because yeah, it's like, for sure. Everybody, you know, you have a following. People know you're the real deal, but then you get a blue check in there, man. The power of the blue check, bro, is a thing, and it, mm-hmm. it's one of those things so where, uh, like I said, it's just it's it's a cool thing to have. You know, now you can, anybody can buy it now, which is which is crazy. Uh, yeah, right. But I got one before, so it's kind of a flex. <laughs> uh, but like I said, it's 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 silly. I mean, some people may not want it nobody cares but it's one of those things where you're kind of like man i made it you know <laughs> like it's to whatever to whatever extent you may want to say you made it uh <laughs> but it is i mean say we are on i mean we're on tv that's international man it's all over the place and people right. people know us and follow us so 
I mean, there's plenty of fake accounts that pop up here and there, fan pages and things like that. So it's good to mm-hmm. have the blue check to at least know people know it's you. Right. Because there's a lot of people get scammed by other accounts that send messages and they think it's you. And then, like, dude, it oh, happens. Wow. It happens, yeah. you know. Uh, but I think the biggest growth for me to- totally has been I've, I've, I've grown a, a, a fan base and I've kept them because uh, uh, I interact with a lot of them. There's people I've mm-hmm. been talking to for years. That's people message me something funny. I'll respond to them or mess me a question or whatever. There's random people I've responded to. I try to answer everybody, man. It's tough. I try to answer a lot of people. I read everybody's stuff. Don't get me wrong. So anybody's hearing this and send me a message. I've seen it. I promise you. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not somebody that has hundred million followers either. That doesn't have a chance or look at it, but, uh, we see it. We get a lot of love, man. And every once in a while we get the haters on there and, I don't get it much, but when I do, I, I like it. I like to say something back to them, uh, not even something mean, just more, more of something kind of sarcastic, kind of messing with them. A lot of times they'll, they'll, they'll uh, when you come back to them, they can't believe it. Oh man, I, I didn't know you you would answer me, blah blah blah. You know, then they're a fan of yours after that. Right. So uh, for me, I, I have fun with it, and I, I don't take myself serious at all, man. I think that's what's what's so good about it. You you, you can't because uh, I know we've talked about this offline but if you let that stuff get to you man it can really can it can affect you man it can affect your 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 psyche and your you know everything about you if you let that get to you and it's tough to say don't let it but dude everybody's their own triggers you know for sure man and that's something we have talked about like for example you know on pv you know you can only comment if if i follow you and uh that's something that I put that boundary up for myself because back in the day, that one negative comment, I wouldn't go on Instagram for the next four days because I'd be overthinking or in my head. You know what I mean? And it wouldn't even be like a super negative comment, but it would be enough to like, I I would care too much what other people said. And I understand that you could watch all these videos about, oh, you need to be mentally tough and this and that. But like, you know, for me, I, especially the second time around, I know what, like, I know what those things are that do make me take steps back. So I'm trying to put those boundaries up to kind of protect myself. Cause I know I can't, I can't go days without checking DMS or days without even going on Instagram at all. Yeah. When, uh, you know, I've had this platform that we get so many messages and of people that are struggling or people that are going through it. And I never want them to think I'm not, I don't care or something like that. So I got to be able to be there for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you, if you can control your triggers, then there's no reason not to, because the mm-hmm. bad thing is too. If you do let, if you were to open it to everybody and let's say you get a bad comment and then you have other people that wouldn't say it, but they'll go like it or they start commenting underneath it and it's just going to compile, you know, mm-hmm. just there's, there's sometimes I'll, I'll post something or my brother-in-law would post something or my wife or somebody. And then you have somebody comes in there negative. And then most of the time somebody says something negative that they shouldn't say. Dude, all our other fans will jump on them, and that's not healthy mm-hmm. either because they just attacking right, right. this one person. It's like, so I'll delete it. I'll delete the whole thread right there mm-hmm. because it's just it's just a bunch of negativity and people attacking this one person. And this person has the right to say what they want. They don't need to get attacked by a thousand other people uh, because they're not doing any better by attacking that one person. So right. it, it's just I'll I'll nip that in the butt and I'll just cut it all off because I'm like, dude, I just it's no good. You know, yeah. you know. They're, they're saying something negative they shouldn't, but uh, they may have a trigger for them. So if they, they couldn't take it, somebody said it back to them, and just imagine you have a thousand people come back at you, right. barking at you. You know, that could spiral. Yeah. Some, you never know what that might do to somebody. Right. And then, I mean, and let's be real, for the person to go out of their way to leave a negative comment, things might not be going the best in their life. For yeah, them to they, do that. They, they could have a bad day. Uh, they might just be venting, and it ain't about you, but you're the one that caught the wrath that day. And then. Mm-hmm. Everybody jumps on them, and they, that you know, like I said, it's just I, I try to be the take the benefit of the doubt of people, and uh, you know, I, I try to be very empathetic of people. I, I really am of people, and think of uh, what they're going through, and try not to let too many things bother me from other people. Uh, you know, it's just a it's, it's it's a healthy way for me, but that's just it's easier said than done for anybody else. You know. Right. For sure. No, I, I like that. That's a good, that was all good stuff. Um, what did you think the biggest adjustment was to like 
going, I don't know what your Instagram page was before, you know what I mean? All this happened, you know, the, the TV opportunity and things like that, but just how'd you adjust to having all eyes on you? You know what I mean? Did it change anything about the way you posted or was it all kind of just still being yourself? Yeah. No, you know what? The, the biggest thing that's changed in me is really, uh, is probably just posting more. Like I was always mm-hmm. on social media. I was always on, we was on Instagram for years before. I mean, I started the same year Instagram started. I was, I, we started accounts. I remember my brother-in-law, Adam, tell me about it. And I joined on there. And so it was one of those things where we've been on a long time. I've always been, as, as how immature I am, I've always been pretty mature about the stuff I posted and said even before I didn't have anything I had to go back and delete or go delete tweets on Twitter that would cancel me or whatever, you know, people do look for whatever. I've never done that. I've always played that role just because I'm always thinking about, uh, others and I'm not a guy that's going to go do or say something offensive on something, uh, because of, you just never know. You never know what it can do to somebody or you never know what can come back to haunt you. And luckily for me, man, I've been pretty squeaky clean, uh, <laughs> which has been, you know, not even an act. It's just, you know, there's some stuff I'll do or post that's a little out there, but it's just for humor and people know right. it's me and they, you know, but I don't, I'm not sharing political stuff. And, uh, I mean, most people know we're Christian, but you know, we're not out there preaching the word or trying to shove mm-hmm. anything down people's throats because like I said, man, they, people shouldn't be coming to me for political or religious advice. I mean, I, I, I'm not that guy, you know, we're, we're just, <laughs> uh, I'm a normal dude that have to be on a TV show. Hell yeah. Well, that's, that's dope, man. I, uh, I appreciate you opening up about this stuff. I think a lot of people out there, whether they're starting a brand, whether they're, you know, themselves trying to be an influencer or trying to, you know, get into that creative space. I think that story of the growth is always so important. You know what I mean? So many people give up before that big moment, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's so important to hear those stories to encourage others to not give up. And you never know when the big break's going to come. You know, there wasn't one moment per se that it blew up overnight for you, but it was slow and steady. But as you kept embracing the opportunity and being yourself, you know, you probably saw the numbers continue to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the numbers, the numbers just, just organically grew. Like I said, there's nothing crazy. I think one of the biggest things, you know, it's crazy, dude. I tell people I, I've been on this show We've been on the show for a long time. Uh, during during the COVID years, during COVID, we started a family TikTok account, which is totally unrelated for anything else. It was just us. My daughter wanted to do TikTok, and I'm like, well, you're too young to have your own. We'll do a family one because mm-hmm. I like to act like a full dance, too. I ain't scared to dance or put myself <laughs> out there. And so we started that. And, dude, it had a really big – we've got a couple hundred thousand followers on there. Got a bunch of, we got a bunch of videos been over a million views. Uh but me and my daughter did a dance and then we got emailed and we got picked up to be in the Applebee's commercial. Wow. I remember that. That's and crazy. that was, and that was, that was nationwide. Like, dude, they played, they played that song and that commercial <laughs> out, bro. Like I was tired of seeing it, uh, <laughs> but we were on it, dude. And like I said, from being on a show that's worldwide and been seen everywhere, uh, I got more internet hits and comments from that dang four second spot on an Applebee's commercial. Right. You know, that's people crazy. Take, people take, I just saw you on Monday night football commercial because you know, it, they played yeah. the heck out of it. <laughs> right. I remember that. Um, is that like, just to go behind the scenes a little bit, is that something like, obviously you're just putting it out, you're, you're doing your thing, but for a company like Applebee's like to reach out, like how did, how did that all come about? Yeah, dude. Yeah. We just did it because me and my daughter will do them and we kind of try to do, anything that's just trending stuff and it's something mm-hmm. I'll, she'll, she'll say, Hey, we need to do this one. I'll look at it. I'm like, okay, I can learn that one or let's do that. That was fun. And, uh, that was happening. Some one day she's like, Hey, let's do this. Whenever I've been doing this Applebee's one, I mean this, uh, it wasn't Applebee's in, it was the song <laughs> saying Applebee's in it. But so we did it, posted it, boom, we got a bunch of hits. And then out of the blue, I get an email from a production company. They were said, mm-hmm. Hey, we're doing a commercial for Applebee's, uh, we came across your video. We'd like to see if you would release it. And they pay me, I think a thousand bucks. I'm like, Hey, we'll give you a thousand dollars to use your video. And I'm like, dude, I'd have done it for free, but all right, let's go. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so they took our video and then it, and you know, it, he's like, Hey, you made the cut. Boom. And, uh, I'm like, let's go. And so, and then when that aired, dude, I'm telling you, it was crazy how many internet hits I got from there. People are like, man, is that, I saw you on Applebee's commercial. I mean, everybody, uh, just because it's such a big 
it was so big. It was the biggest song in America at that point. I mean, it was right. just overplayed, but uh, good for us. <laughs> I mean, it it was it was cool, you know. But like I said, we never we didn't do the the dance hoping that that would happen. That was never in our wildest dreams. But uh, right. it's gotta be cool for Mackenzie too, you know. Her friends see her on on TV like that, or on a commercial com- like that, on a commercial that's uh, <laughs> playing all over. Every, I mean, you could probably it was probably playing every every other commercial it was playing on every network. I mean, that's how big that, that deal was. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, man, let's talk a little bit about, so you're from Louisiana, you live in Texas now. Um, you know, how was, how was life growing up for you? Uh, yeah, from Louisiana, Westlake, Louisiana is actually the hometown. Uh, I think population like 6,000 people, but we were connected wow. to Lake Charles. It was, a, you know, Lake Charles, Louisiana's 80, 90,000. So it's, we were connected to a big city. But, uh, yeah, I grew up, man, uh, out in the city limits in a trailer my whole life in the woods mm-hmm. kind of like deal, you know, it wasn't like a, I wasn't like a country boy or nothing like that. We just happened to live outside the city limits, but I was one of the only country boys that didn't, I didn't go in the woods. I hated snakes. I wasn't a hunter. I just, <laughs> I played sports and hung out with my friends, but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I grew up that man. My parents split when I was young, uh, spent a lot of time with my grandparents, but, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I came from, man. I came from that. Uh, you know, we always, we always had what we needed. I didn't have a lot, but my mom always took care of us. We always, you know, we didn't go without anything. We were always clothed, fed. I got new starter jackets every year. <laughs> I got some, I got some dope new shoes once a year, you know, for when school started. Uh, right. but that's just kind of how it was, man. It was kind of small town. Everybody knew everybody. Everybody mm-hmm. knew each other's grandparents, aunts, uncles. Everybody was all connected. I mean, you kind of just you can mention names and people know you and, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just, that's just how I was born, man. I raised up. For sure. Were you always like a positive uplifting guy or was that something like, you know what I mean? Is that, were you always like that? Man, I was always, uh, I was always a clown, dude. I was a class clown. I remember my first time I got a class clown award was fifth grade and my mom was pissed at my teacher. <laughs> and, uh, but like, dude, I didn't care about school, bro, but I was always mm-hmm. the funny guy. I was always a funny guy that, there was a, I was the little, I was the littlest guy in my friend group forever. Little guy, scrawny guy, but I was a funny dude that could say anything to anybody. Nobody cared. They just thought I was funny. And that, mm-hmm. that happened all through school, man. I was voted wittiest class clown, all this stuff. Uh, I was always a guy that was around. I had, I was friends with everybody. I was friends with everybody. I was friends with guys at other schools, girls at other schools. I was kind of that guy mm-hmm. that just was always connected. I mean, it's, it's even translated into my adult life. That's just how I am. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how that even started. Uh, like what I would say would contribute to that, except for, I just was always, I don't know, man, I was always a fun guy to be around. I felt like, and people gravitate towards that, you know, for sure, man, that's, that's definitely a great trait to have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, do you think like you said, um, you know, growing up, you had everything. It wasn't like you, you went missing in certain things, you know, you're, you're always was provided for. Um, but do you think that is impacted has like financially, uh, did that spark something with you when you were younger about how you wanted to picture your life when you grew up or was it something like you didn't really think of too much or like, how was that like the financial side of like your goals of what you wanted? Yeah. I mean, I mean, as any kid, you want more, uh, but I grew up, I grew up not having, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, my mom, single mom struggled like a lot of people's parents did, you know, uh, for me, I liked money, dude. And I wanted money. So like I was, me and my good friend, we were buying candy, selling at school, shooting quarters. I was always doing something and my mom would buy me something and I'd wear it for a little while, get a new watch or something. And then I would sell it, flip it for cash. <laughs> my mom would be like, don't you sell this? But I would like, Everything was always for sale, bro. Like, if I can get some money off this deal, if I can get a good deal off something, I'll do it. So I've always wanted money. I've always wanted to be not like a greedy way. Just I wanted the transaction of getting money was always fun to me. So uh, right. I started working at an early age for my dad in the summers. Construction is really just for him a way to get me paid without having to give me money because uh, <laughs> I didn't do anything. He was just like, dude, I don't want to see you till lunchtime because he knew I wasn't productive. I was just I was never that guy. I'm not a hands guy. Hands on <laughs> tools guy. Yeah, he would just same. be like, get out of my sight, bro. Just go and I'll see you at lunchtime, you know? So uh, <laughs> I'll be pushing a broom or something, whatever. But <laughs> but I was but I was like 14, 15, 16. 
being that he was running the job sites, I could work for him. So I was working the summers making three, four hundred dollars a week, you know, uh, at 14, 15 years old, just so I could have mm-hmm. money. And I'm just buying stuff, bro. I don't know if I was doing anything with it. I was just spending it on buddies that got to eat and right. whatever. Buying stuff on eBay. When eBay got big, like collectible. I mean, that's just, dude, I'm just, I'm, like I told you, I, I'm a consumer. been that my whole life. Right. You always been like, I know you're big into like shoes and stuff like that now. Is that always a thing for you? Man, yes. I always, I've always had a bunch of shoes. I've always been into it, uh, you know, over the last 10 years or so really became into the sneakerhead world, especially since it's gotten bigger. But I grew up, I didn't have Jordans. I didn't, like, mm-hmm. man, I think my dopest shoes I had back then were the Allen Iverson's the answers, you know, like that was hey. always, I had those. The zippers? And I, yeah, I had those oh and I had gosh. the Grant, and I had like the Grand Hill Felas, but I never right. had, I never got a pair of Jordans, man. I never had Jabos growing up. There was a thing, some things we didn't have, I didn't afford or get, you know, which was fine. It didn't, it didn't affect my, my world. Uh, right. But yeah, there's some stuff that you're like, all right, man, I want, I knew as a, at an early age, I wanted more. Uh, not that I felt like I was shafted or anything, but I was like, I want to have, I want to make a lot of money. I want to make right. money. I want to make money. The The joy of making money was fun to me uh, in creative ways. I was always, I was always very creative in making money, man. Not selling drugs or like that, but like just selling, yeah. selling things, man, buying stuff flipping it this or that i was always right that guy so uh but yeah it's at an early age i did that man i think i still do that now to this day right did you think was there ever a moment like that you like i know right now uh, for our listeners you're in the oil and gas uh yep. industry um was there a point like for you that it got because i don't i'm not gonna talk too much about finances obviously but i think it's cool um getting to where you're at today you know what i mean to the situation you're in today did you always see that as like what was going to happen down the road or like how did how did that all come about man you know i think it's a fault of mine too i don't think a lot about the future i I didn't i still don't and i know i Mm -hmm. should be able to have kids I'm such a in the moment feel kind of guy that I've, I've lived my whole life that way, uh, probably to a fault, but man, it's, it's got me to where I'm now today. I've done dumb things. I've like, I, I've been in debt, uh, early on in me and Crystal's like, uh, our life together as a couple done things and stuff like that to where, uh, you know, you, you have, I have my grandfather around, but he wasn't around. He, he passed away when I was, uh, I don't even know how old I was now. It's been so long, but uh, you know, he would say save your money, but uh, you know, I wouldn't think about that as a kid, and he, I mm-hmm. just didn't. I, I didn't grow up around seeing that with my mom either, so I didn't have that that knowledge. I was a guy that was spending money as soon as I got it, and uh, yeah. and I hated that. And then, like I said, then at the time you love it, but then you look back, you're like, dang. Uh, but I know early on, me and Crystal as being married, like I said, man, we we went through like we're. I'm racking up credit card debt, doing stuff, this, that, and the other, not thinking about it until you get a little older. You're like, okay, I don't want to, I want to buy a house one day. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I can't, my credit's crap. I've got mm-hmm. no money. I can barely afford to do anything. Uh, out of desperation. I think I seen something online about one of those like uh freedom debt relief things or something, you know? <laughs> and, and like I did it. And that's the worst decision I ever made. It's just because I did it. It didn't really help. It just, it just got a, from a bunch of people from calling me to like one person calling me and harassing and this and that. And it, it, right. it turned to a big mess. Uh, then going back to the connection part, man, I, I, it got so bad where I couldn't afford to do anything. And I didn't want to ask my parents for help. Didn't want to ask anybody for help. Uh, that's, that's also probably a fault of mine is not asking for help and, uh, and mm-hmm. I'm not asking for help people close to me just, for, I guess out of shame or whatever, you know, it's just however you're feeling right. about stuff. I, I just, I never was that kind of guy. Uh, but I had a customer that I waited on at tables who was a, uh, uh, a lawyer. And so I waited on them and then when I worked at the cell phone store, they were one of my customers. And then I called him one day. I was like, man, I'm in trouble. I need some help. And I told him the situation. He's like, man, I can help you out. So like, like you may really put my mind at ease, you know, like, man, I'm gonna help you out with this. And mm-hmm. then I told him all the things I'm doing. He's all right. Well, they can't do that. It's illegal. 
I'm like, what you mean? And he's like, he, you know, he knew all the legal jargon. So he sent him a letter, like a cease and desist kind of thing about pretty much put the fear of God in them and what they were doing was illegal. And boom, mm-hmm. like it was like white slate clean. Wow. And I was like, talk about a blessing that you just, you know, it, it, it was good. I put myself in a situation. I got out of it kind of easy, but I think it's just more of a, uh, you know, I was connected to the right people and it, and it worked out thankfully because, you know, I could still be paying for that today. I mean, really, right. I could really, I could have been, or could have spiraled into more and, uh, it could have been the more, you know, like I said, it ain't, it ain't like we haven't had troubles since then. There's stuff that you still, mm-hmm. you still catch yourself up sometimes of not trying to keep up with the Joneses, but more of like wanting to do things and stuff and you stretch yourself thin and before you know it, you're in a bind. Uh, I'm always the one that'd be like, we're going to figure it out. Like just give me a minute to think about it. And Crystal being a great spouse and partner, she's always trusted me, man. Even like, you know, when I probably, she probably shouldn't have, but she did. And she trusted, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to figure it out, man. I was always a provider and, uh, and you know, things, things would work out. I mean, so mm-hmm. I, I think that's a lot to do with, you know, God and, uh, doing things the right way, putting positive in the world. And, you know, like I said, I, I, I do, I'm a big believer in that. What you put out helps get you back. And I think those things really, really helped me. Uh, you know, and it wasn't, it wasn't all easy, dude. Nothing's, this life yeah. is not easy, bro. Like this stuff's tough. And I deal with a lot of my stress and anxieties with humor Mm-hmm. That's what's worked for me. Uh, suppress a lot of stuff, probably that I shouldn't. I don't think about it, but it, I'm sure there's things in there or people or somebody I should talk to. Just, but I don't know what I'd want it. What I would uncover, you know. That's probably right. what my fear. My fear is, you know. So I've done well with the way I'm doing it, but uh, it's, it would probably be easier if I wasn't so stubborn about asking for help here and there. But you know, it's just. It's a pride hey, thing. It's a band thing. You never know. I mean, it's just it is what it is. I mean, hey, at the end of the day, like you said, you know what's what works for you. Um, but yeah, I would I would definitely encourage you at some point. You know what I mean? The work, like sometimes for me, like when it's when I have been in therapy or anything like that, counseling or yeah. just talking to someone. Um, when you're talking to someone that doesn't have that bias of you or know anything about you or this yeah. or that, it can be so freeing. You know what I mean? And um, just that feeling, like you know what I'm saying, like feeling like. You're not getting judged for what you're that, saying or well, things like that. That's the thing. I think that I, I cloud my own mind with the judgment I would feel somebody might give me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that probably wouldn't. The people I would talk to would probably would, you know, they love you for who you are. Hell, I, I feel more comfortable talking to you just because uh, we're close, but we're not that close to where I'm like, oh, man, it's going to get back right. to my other circle. Or, yeah, right. You know, but it's not even that. It's more of a... Uh, you know, there's certain people you can talk to. You feel like I can, I feel like I can open up to you as well as I do know you, mm-hmm. uh, because how open you are, that makes me more vulnerable and more wanting to talk to, because For you, sure. know, like I, said, you, you get of anybody, you know, like I said, you, I know what you, you, you know, I know to an extent what you've been through and you've said, but, mm-hmm. uh, for me, that makes me feel like, okay, well, Hey, I can talk to this dude because man, he, he's been through stuff worse than me probably. And you know, I, we can just talk. We've all been through stuff, man. And I think the, the one thing that's been big for me is like in the beginning, because um, my brother struggled so much with his mental health journey um, and I was always playing baseball. So I was diagnosed with OCD when I was eight years old and my escape was baseball, you know, and OCD for me wasn't just the organization or colors matching and stuff like that like they portrayed on tv and stuff like that it was these non-stop intrusive thoughts like this false memory ocd it was scary and baseball is where i felt quote unquote normal um so my mental health spiral didn't really start happening until baseball was over for me because i didn't have that escape anymore you know what i mean um so if you ask anyone in the early, early days of PV, it was my brother was my motivation for everything. It took him, you know, a few times in the mental hospital until he was properly diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And, you know, I was always motivated and inspired to help others because I knew what my family dealt with behind the scenes of like seeing AJ struggle. Um, But I've noticed that since I've opened up and started talking about my own journey, it's like, I used to think of it as like, not weakness, you know what I mean? But it was it's hard to talk about sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? 
that's just the stigma around it for men, dude. Like I said, it's just right. it's, it's t- like, hey, you're supposed to, like, man, Matt, toughen up, bro. Like, you know, right. li- life gets hard. You need to be tough. But, like, it, it ain't that simple, man. I, mm-hmm. I, and I know that, you know. No, that's for sure. And it's it's one of those things where, like, for PV, um, since I've opened up and been real about it now, I don't even think twice about it. Because if I'm going through something and I can, you know, people can relate to that. And there's a lot of people that have reached out that say, like, you know, I've never opened up about what I've gone through. But hearing you talk about it makes me know that I'm not alone or stuff like that. And um, it, it's it's that kind of feedback that I know that I'm. this is what I'm meant to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I, I know we talked about this before. I was like, Hey, without, without you going through what you're doing or interacting with people and having them tell you stuff and you putting yourself out there, you just have a brand, but with you talking about it and being open and, and, and helping other people, that's, that's where the positive vibe movement is more than just a brand, man. It's a, it's cool shirts, but there's more to it than that. You know, that's, I think that's the allure for everybody. For sure. That I, I appreciate that, man. And, that's what it's always been about the movement. You know what I yeah. mean? Just the, you know, it's a, it's a movement for sure. Yeah. So I want to say this to you actually, before I go on to the next little thing, I want to talk about your podcast, but before I do, um, what advice would you give to people that are struggling financially? Um, slash also like your, your younger self version of yourself. Cause I know that's something that I, like I said, I deal with. Um, yeah. and I know a lot of people listening, uh, might not be in the, the most ideal situation financially right now. Um, just kind of like, what advice would you, would you give them? Man, I'm not the one to give financial advice, honestly. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do. I'm telling you, I still catch myself, uh, being dumb. Uh, but it's just, I, I would definitely tell my younger self is like, trust yourself you're going to get, you can get yourself through some hard times, but I would, I would also say like, don't be so damn stubborn, bro. Like ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't feel ashamed to ask for help. That's, that was really, I think, I mean, shame and embarrassment is what stopped me from asking for help whenever I could have probably got some help easily or, uh, you know, That's I didn't brutal. know where to, I didn't know where to, who to turn to either. I didn't know. Right. It was like, I wouldn't go ask my mom. My mom was struggling too, man. Like, so that's just mm-hmm. kind of how it was. I couldn't ask her, Hey, I need some money because knowing her, she would want to do it and it put her more in mind than what she, you know? So it's one of those yeah, things yeah. where I didn't want to do that. Uh, I didn't want to ask my dad. Me and my dad were, we weren't super close. We're close, but we weren't like, it was one of those things where I would, I didn't want to ask him as a man, you know? Mm-hmm, for sure. and so uh it's just it's tough dude it's like who do you who do you turn to uh i don't know i mean you got to have people but it may not have been financial help i'd have got when i asked somebody for help either you know so you right. got you, you you can't be you can't expect somebody to come in and just wipe your debt clean either you know but yeah. so that help may have been better advice or like hey man let's let's put a plan together like i would that would have helped me out so i said hey man let's, let me help you budget or let me help you do Right. This to uh, where you don't get to these troubles before again. Uh, and that would have been probably helpful. Like I didn't have anybody mentoring me. Mine was all, dude, I'm telling you, like, I, I don't, I don't look back on anybody in my life that I feel like maybe who I am. Who I, like, I feel like it's right. just been all self. Like I'm sure there's people along the way, but I feel like a lot of it's just been my get it done kind of like, don't think just do like I, my buddies we joke about that I, i'm not much of a thinker i probably i am more to an extent but I, i'm such a like i told you before i'm such a in the moment feel kind of guy to where uh i don't do a lot of thinking i feel like i just i go and that's probably why i don't think about the future much because i'm just thinking about in the moment mm-hmm. and getting pet through the day i do have some dreams and things like that but nothing like i've as an early age, I never thought like, oh, I want to do this one day. I want to do this one day. I want to be this. I never, I never thought that. I never thought mm-hmm. things through, you know? So, uh, and it's probably a big fault of mine, but it's, I've, I've just worked hard and people have liked me and I've been easy to get along with. And I think that's what made me what I am today. That's what got me to the position I am right now at work, uh, is you know working hard people liking you man like i said if, if you can do those two things you can get a long way in the uh in, in life I, I feel it has for me 
for sure. I think that's, you know, what's meant to be will always be, you know what I mean? And yep. you never forget how people make you feel, you know, that's a fact. And, and I could have met, you know, all those people that you've impacted in your life from the very beginning days, you know, back in your hometown to now, you know what I mean? Uh, that all comes back to you. And I think one of the things is like you said, you're a man of faith, you know what I mean? And every situation ended up working itself out. Yep. And and it might not in the moment, it might not have looked like it was gonna or, you know, you remember, I'm sure you remember those oh, times where you thought that that would never be lifted. Um, but look, it, it did happen. And I think there's something to be said about, you know, people can plan their whole life out, but they don't live in the moment and they miss the moment because they're too yeah. busy planning it out. But, you know, when you rely on your gut and your instinct, you know what I mean? I think that takes you a long way in this this world. Yeah. And I, yeah, I'm telling you, that's that's exactly how I am how I do things. Uh, and I know it, like, I feel like that's just, that's just what I have been doing man. And I don't know why that's been, it's been my whole life. Uh, but it's worked. So I can't like go back on it. Uh, the, what will, you know, it is what it is kind of attitude. Like what will happen will happen. Uh, same way it goes for me. Like, dude, you meet, you meet people in your life. Hey, me and you bet. And we're doing this now. And I'm talking to you about stuff I wouldn't talk to with any other body, any other person, probably. <laughs> right. I mean, really, you know, so, for sure. so even, even this is more therapeutic for me talking about this stuff with you versus I wouldn't talk to a buddy about it just because the, uh, you know, the shame or whatever you may feel or, or that, judge, that stigma, the judgment. Right. Yeah. That, that stigma just, of thinking you're putting your burden on them kind of thing. You yeah, know what I mean? That, I know how that, that is. Yeah. And that's just, and that's just my own mind getting my own way. Because you know mm-hmm. people that love you would want to hear you, but you know, but you still have that that doubt in your mind of like, oh man, they're gonna go back and tell somebody that's gonna get around, and then people are, not, I, you know, that's I'm telling you, that's mm-hmm. my, it's, it's it's just how it's been. Yeah, for sure, man. All right, so let's let's talk about your podcast a little bit. So you have the the Dale Not Dale podcast, um, yep. and that's available on all podcast platforms. So go check that out for sure. And um, YouTube, just, and YouTube, and YouTube. Yep. Um, yeah. So kind of take us a little bit through that first off, you know, what's it about and, uh, you know, just how that whole thing came about, man. So I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm on the road a lot for my work. I drive a lot. I listen to a lot of podcasts, Joe Rogan, uh, a lot of comedians, mostly it's comedian stuff. It's a, it's feel good stuff or Joe Rogan where I'm learning something new about whatever that he has on. Uh, mm-hmm. so I've always wanted to do something like that. I was like, man, I like to talk. I got like, I got connections. And then I like, so I am telling a buddy of mine that I happened to meet through some other friends, Vaughn. And, uh, I told him one day I had a plan. Maybe we want to start one. He's like, man, I'd be fun to do one. I'm like, okay, well let's do one together. We got a story. We kind of resemble each other. He's people would say, man, are you Dale? He's like, no, I'm not Dale. And so like a year before we even went, we went on vacation he made shirts that have mine said Dale, his said not Dale on them. Uh-huh. And so we wore one day <laughs> just like having fun. And then, uh, so fast forward, like we're talking about the podcast, we were kind of kicking the can down the road. And then, uh, finally he said, let's put a date on it and let's do it. I'm like, all right. So like, then we got to find a name. And he came up with Dale, not Dale podcast. I was like, Oh, that's perfect. It's just, it is, it's yeah. silly, but we have some. And, uh, so then we started, man, July 24th of 2022. So we're a year in. Uh, we, we just recorded our, our – today dropped our 59th episode. So we've been on wow. air uh, once a week, every week for the last 59 weeks. And so uh, it's been fun, That's man. Awesome. It's just it's just comedy-based, but it's really just me using my connections that I've made along the way to have conversations. Uh, I shoot my shot at all kind of big-name people and – uh, reluctantly, some of them responded. Rampage Jackson, uh, that's one of them. You know, I've been yeah, connected with Bre- awesome. Bregman is on. I mean, like you know, it's just been all over the place. There's no, there's no real rhyme or reason. I think being a fan of Joe Rogan, he has all kind of people on there, people, mm-hmm. professions, and so for me, I'm like anybody that will agree to come on that's got a story or a business or <coughs> they have some kind of following. Let's get them on. You know, that's For really sure. what it's really what it's been. It hasn't been, and we don't script anything. We just we know what we know about the guests. We do a little research. We know some stuff about them, but then we don't have anything written down, and we just go. And so, mm-hmm. and from that, we've had some really fun podcasts that people are like, "Man, that was fun," because they're used to having 
you know, the same questions asked to him yeah. about, hey, what are you doing with this, this, this? Like, how was this movie or how was this show? How was this? Uh, so you get a lot of the same answers. So by talking about whatever, you get all kind of crazy stuff, you know? Yeah, so for sure. It's been, it's been fun. And like, hey, for years, you're just talking about something that people don't typically talk about, you know? So mm-hmm. you have your thing to where me coming here talking about about issues and problems and advice that's not something that i've done on my podcast either you know so right. this is all new stuff hellish friends are listening to this and probably learn some stuff about me honestly that don't mean my whole life right i and i appreciate that man i appreciate you opening up and that's the goal my goal of this podcast is to have just to create a comfortable atmosphere that um you know just to have a conversation and and talk about certain things in life and um, the fact that you feel comfortable to open up and, and do that, that means, means everything to me for real. Um, yeah. you know, I just want to, uh, take, take our listeners. So I like to also, I want to touch on like the entrepreneurial side of things too. So like, like when I was talking about the Instagram, just letting them know the behind us behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, yeah. so to go again with the podcast, um, I know you have a few sponsors and stuff like that. And you said 59 weeks, uh, 59 yeah. weeks. Wow. Uh-huh. That's unbelievable. Um, to people that are starting a podcast and I mean, I'm listening to myself, this is episode number one, but at what point did you start gaining traction? And at what point did like, just to encourage people to not give up after two episodes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So for me, uh, my traction started early, which not everybody has that, you know, I have a good, Mm -hmm. had a good following. Uh, now, so early on, do we had good views and then I had, my brother-in-law, sister-in-law, people want to hear from them. But, you know, my, my podcast is not about the TV show I'm on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think some people wanted to hear that early and want to be talking about that. But it's not what I'm talking about. This is this was not about the show. I don't talk about the show. I'm actually contracted not to even talk about the show <laughs> uh, on there, which is fine. I get it. Uh, so we had early traction early on. And then, you know, I've seen the numbers go down. I've seen them like, because I see them analytics. I see them go down some and uh you know even bomb was like man is that i'm like dude i you know what we're gonna stick to it like you're gonna do what you're gonna do i, I follow gary b gary b talks about podcasts he's like hey most podcasts don't get past nine episodes and then like if you can get more than 20 under your belt you're doing better than x amount percent if you can get mm-hmm. to a, are there there's other numbers to it but he's like man keep going keep going he's he he encouraged people to start podcasts and to keep going and it'll turn into something. So for us, I was like, dude, I didn't, Vaughn was more worried about the numbers than I was. I was like, dude, I'm not worried about the numbers. This is not costing us a lot of money. We spent the money on the, on the stuff up front. Something's going to happen to where I think that goes back to me. Something's going to happen. It's going to, it's going to take off. Something's going to hit. Something's going to go viral. Something, something's going to happen. And, uh, so for me, I'm like, I, I tell people, if you're going to start it, start it. Don't expect it to be exactly what you wanted from the jump street. Because like I said, dude, ours changed a lot. We went from filming. Our first one I filmed in this room. I'm upstairs in my room tonight, my house, my extra room, to go into filming in his mother-in-law's house, too. Then we have like a little studio spot. But that was all over things. And we had our growing pains of issues with audio and video and all kind of stuff, man. It's just mm-hmm. – but for me, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to trust the process. I'm going to just keep going, keep plugging at it. I'm going to do it weekly. If they listen or not, I'm still going to do it. I'm not letting the numbers affect me because I know that I'm doing something that's going to that's gonna take off. Yeah. And so for me, I'm like, dude – and so I had another uptick of numbers, and then I see them come down. And then they kind of go here and there. But, you know, my affirmation is doing it with people and they saying they had a great time on mm-hmm. uh, getting those comments of people that say they like it or even people say they don't like it or give me some advice. I'm like, dude, hey, I, I'll take good and bad criticism. I, I'm right. not saying I'm I'm not trying to be Joe Rogan. I'm not trying to be the biggest podcast in the world. That's a that's a big burden to probably want to have, uh, <laughs> you know, just like Joe Rogan didn't start that thinking the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, it's just been like, have fun with it. Uh, trust what you're doing and just go for it. That's all I've been doing. Yeah. Man. Just go for it. Like I'm doing, I, I don't let myself get down in the dumps. I didn't feel like, Oh man, this, this one didn't do as well as this one. Or we, we should, we should rethink some things. I'm like, no, we're going to keep going the same way. Same yeah. thing we're doing. 
try to get some guests on. Uh, some of my favorite ones I've done has been with guests that had no following or whatever, mm-hmm. or somebody that was like, somebody was just a cool, somebody to talk to. And I was like, man, that was one of my most favorite ones. It's not about like, I like talking with people. And so, yeah. uh, you know, you never, you never know. So for me, I tell you, if you're going to start one, stick to it, put yourself on a schedule. Don't get discouraged early because shit's hard, bro. It ain't, ain't going to yeah. just, it ain't going right. to blow up. It ain't going to blow up overnight. Cause like I said, mine started out hot and it started dying down, dude. I'd seen the number. I can show you the trend, dude. I was like, Oh no, I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. <laughs> then I seen an uptick. Uh, you know, for me, I probably had a lot of fans watching or listening from the, that knew me from the TV show. Yeah. And then they, they wanted to check me out. And they want to hear me. They were like, ah, maybe they're not podcast people. They don't listen to it. And so those people fell off. But the ones that have been, I got the, I mean, I got a bunch of loyal listeners that comment every week, send me, send me direct messages saying that was a great episode or that. Like, that's what keeps me going more than anybody. If I get that from one person, they're like, okay, if I got one person saying they're loving it, they enjoyed it, they learned something or they thought this was funny, that's a driver for me, dude. Just something that simple is a driver for me. Yeah. And that's, I think that's awesome. That's like, I always think about it too with like Instagram, the algorithm, stuff like that. I always think of like the quality of likes, not the quantity. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I try to think of it like the people that are hearing your podcast are people that need to hear your podcast. You know yeah. what I mean? It's it's people that needed that little bit of comedy or that little bit of you know inspiration or whatnot. That's, I think yeah. that's awesome. Mine's all humor and funny mm-hmm. and being silly. We did an episode with my brother-in-law. Uh, they probably wanted him to come on there and talk about the girls and all this stuff like that. But we, we had him put being bond wore shot collars and he asked us, he did riddles. So we had to answer these riddles. If we got them wrong, he would shock us with a shot collar. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of stuff we're doing. Like, right. like, dude, ain't nothing serious, bro. Like there's too much serious stuff in the world. I want to have fun. Uh, yeah. Everything I do is, is silly, bro. Like I'm telling you, like, it's just how I am. And bonds a lot like me. Uh, we're different in a lot of ways. Uh, he's very, He's very business savvy and knows a lot. Like I've learned a lot from him. I've talked to him a lot, you know, so I, I, I can't say I haven't found him. I found somebody that I've talked to, like me and him have a really close connection and I've really opened up to him uh, and vice versa. Uh, but I've asked him like tax help and things like this stuff that I would never ask anybody else or feel, but the closest that me and him got has been good for me. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I ask him stuff and he's very sharp. Uh, he's silly like me, but he's very smart, and mm-hmm. uh, which is different than me. Like I, I'm smart in other ways, man. I'm very. I learned the hard way. Uh, like I said, school of hard knocks, dude. I I grew up a certain way. Uh, I can get anything done. I got great critical thinking skills, but I'm not the book guy. I'm not the NBA uh, kind of guy. I didn't even go to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's good to have that kind of guy in my life, you know. So on top of him being a good friend and we're doing a podcast, we became good friends. We talk a lot. We're together a lot. I've asked him advice and he's been very helpful on that, that side that I've never had before. That's awesome. So yeah, that's, you know, that's talk yeah, about people. Sure. You, talk about people. You, it, it comes into your life, man. Like I said, we, we, from that, we started a podcast and we're doing this and we're just having fun, man. It's, uh, and I brought him along to all kind of stuff. He never would have imagined, you know, cause through my yeah. connections, we've done all kind of things. Like just, it's wild. Yeah. It's just anyone listening right now. You never know what could happen. Well, you know, never know what could have happened if you don't ever start, you know what I mean? So I encourage everyone out there that's thinking about starting a podcast, thinking about starting a company, uh, just go for it, you know, go for it, stay consistent. And one yep. day you'll look up and see how far you've come. You know, one thing I've done over the last couple of years to, is uh, I've been saying yes to opportunities coming away. I don't I haven't been saying no. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Like somebody asked me something. Like I I did I got ordained to, to marry to do my cousin's wedding in 2020. Mm-hmm. Boom! I did that. I spoke at my cousin's his his younger brother's funeral who committed suicide earlier that year. That mm-hmm. was tough, dude. Like I never would have been thought I've been asked to do that, but I did it. Right. Did his brother's wedding later on that year and then i've been asked like i did a dance with the stars in league city which i like to dance i'm all about it but i got asked to do that <laughs> this was 10 weeks of training preparation and stuff like that but i was like you know what i'm gonna do it boom the next year they asked me to be an mc i'm like yep it's gonna be a little awkward 
I'm going to do it. <laughs> this year, they asked me to be a judge. I'm judging this Saturday for the new one. Uh, and then I got a friend of a, like a friend, uh, she asked me to do their wedding this, this October because their person bowed out. And I was like, let's do it. How many people? She's like, like 253 people. I'm like, God, all right, let's do it. Like, I, I'm going to tell her, I'm going to tell her no. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it. She's like, how much owe you? Like nothing. Like I'm doing this for free. That's I don't cool. do this to make money. I just want to do this. You're young. Use your money on something better than me. Uh, so I, I think for me saying yes to some stuff, put, put myself out there, some things that I probably wouldn't do. It's been good for me. Like I, I like the yeah. challenge and, uh, I like to make myself, it's, it's good to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. For me, it has been. It's not yeah, for everybody, I, but for me, it's been like, it's rewarding at, at the end of it. You're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Because if not, I would have missed this opportunity. And you never know what that's going to open up for the next opportunity. You know, if you right. shut something off, you never know. It might be the last time something like that comes along. Yeah, that's so, that's awesome. I, lo- I love that mindset. Just, you know, you never know what, what could come about. Uh, yep. a certain opportunity or you know you meet someone that knows this person that knows that person who speaks highly of you and then it all comes full circle you know Dude. you never know unless you try you know i, I respect that a lot because a lot of times you know i felt for for example the podcast like i always knew the podcast back in 2015 when i first started this yeah um i had a podcast you know it was called the positive vibe movement podcast with matt bonick it's called the same thing and almost eight years later it's crazy how that comes full circle but it's like i had the that drive to do that. But I took time where I I got more into the clothing and that side of it and then really built the brand. But like the podcast was something that I always knew was like meant for me. And then recently I felt very like called to start the podcast up, but I'm going to be honest with you, a lot of self doubt, a lot of you, you start criticizing, overthinking stuff. Um, but for me, like when I reached out to you and you were so encouraging about starting it and then telling me which microphone, and then honestly, like, I just bought it. I bought the microphone. What are you going to yeah. do? Spend that yeah. kind of money on a microphone that just sits in the yeah. corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I put that kind of pressure on myself, but it's, I know this is going to open up big doors down the road and uh, inspire a lot of people, help a lot of people. And uh, I don't know if I would have even had the courage to get this thing rolling if it wasn't for you, man. And I appreciate that. Hey dude, like I said, man, I, I, I'm glad you reached out. And I know you say you don't like to ask for help. And like I told you, I said, dude, don't ask, don't worry about asking. Like I'm helping you. I'm helping you with all this, dude, like every bit of it. And that's just because of me wanting to help you get your word out there, bro. Like I tell you, that's like I said, without this, you just have a brand. If you pair this with your brand, uh, it's really going to be a part of the movement that you want to do, which it mm-hmm. can help so many people. And it, it can connect you to so many different people. And then you'll get, some big names on here that are going to want to talk about their struggles that they probably never talked to anybody else about. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be huge for you, man. And like I said, it's just going to, it's going to help them people out. That's it's, it's good therapy for them because, uh, they're just, they, they want to talk about it because they know that if they're talking to you, that you have a movement that you believe in. And if they can say one thing that can trigger and help somebody else out, dude, that's a, that's a big thing. Like I'm, I'm hoping I've said some stuff that people will listen to and like, Oh man, I'm glad to hear that. Or I've learned more about this guy or like, Hey, if this guy that's seems like he's got it all put together, he has, he has issues too, but he figures it out. I mean, that's, that's good for people to hear. That's cool, man. I appreciate those words. And yeah, this episode has been amazing, dude. You've opened up and, and just, I know this, I know your story is going to inspire a lot of people and um, you know, that's the goal for sure. Uh, I just want to end with one one final question. I'm going to always okay. end with this uh, this question for our guests. Um, anything you want, and this is hard because you've just given advice for about an hour now, <laughs> so it's hard to go back on this. But <laughs> if you could give PV Nation one piece of advice, anything, PV Nation listening right now, what advice would you give them? I mean, I would say probably something like I told you, something I should have heard is don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't be too stubborn or worried about somebody judging you to ask for help. Uh, man, it, it goes for all kind of stuff. Even like when we buying my first house, I didn't want to use somebody I knew because I didn't want them to see my finances and my credit score. Mm-hmm. Something that simple. Like I didn't want them to know that about me, which is foolish because they're trying to help you out. But that's the kind of mindset I had. Uh, so like I said, man, you, you got to get out of your own way. And trust that there is people out there that do want to help you without being judgmental. Uh, you've got to know which people those are. Those people may surprise you, may not be the person you thought it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
don't be afraid to ask. And, uh, you know, like I said, man, put yourself out there, take on some, take on some challenging things, uh, do some stuff that's hard because I'm telling you, you'll, you will really, you will really enjoy it in the end of what you learned and, uh, how much you can learn about yourself. That, that's really the biggest thing, man. You can, you can learn so much for yourself if you put yourself under some, some duress, you know what I'm saying? You, you gotta really, you gotta challenge yourself. Uh, and if you can do that, come out on top of it, dude, you're going to, you're going to grow as a person. I love that, dude. That was such a great answer, man. I appreciate you. I appreciate you hopping on, uh, episode number one, um, Dale, for real, man. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for all the stuff you've, you've taught me. And, and more importantly than that, you know, thank you for being that positive light in my life and, and checking in on me when I was, you know, struggling the most, you know, that, that always meant so much to me and, uh, you know, PV nation. Uh, I hope you really enjoyed this episode. Um, yeah, this is episode one. Plenty more to come. Um, if you want to go over to the website and shop, you can use the code M3 for 20% off your order. And that's at thepositivevibemovement.com. That's thepositivevibemovement.com. All right, PV Nation, we'll see you next week. Let's get it.